Canada HR News on April 3rd, 2023. I'm Elena Bobereva. In today's episode, we talk about the new federal dental plan, universal contraception coverage in British Columbia, provincial employment updates, celebrating Sikh heritage in the month of April, and other topics. Stay with us to get the latest HR updates. Last week, in its 2023 budget, the federal government proposed roughly $13 billion over the next five years and $4.4 billion ongoing to fully implement the National Dental Care Program. In 2023, the Canadian Dental Care Plan will become available to Canadians under 18, persons with disabilities, and seniors who have an annual family income of less than $90,000 without a dental insurance. The plan will be fully implemented by 2025, providing dental coverage for up to 9 million Canadians. The budget also includes investment of $250 million over three years, starting in 2025-26, and $75 million ongoing to establish an oral health access fund, which will address oral health gaps among vulnerable populations and reduce identified barriers to accessing dental care, including in rural and remote communities. The legislation would also require employers to report dental coverage offered to their employees and plan members through T4 or T4A reporting. The Government of British Columbia has rolled out a universal contraception coverage program. Residents of the province will be the first in Canada to benefit from universal coverage of prescription contraceptive beginning April 1, 2023. Residents can get a prescription from a doctor, nurse practitioner or midwife at a walk-in clinic. Once the prescription is presented at a pharmacy along with the BC Services card, the pharmacist will fill the prescription and the pharmacy will be directly reimbursed by BC Pharmacare, resulting in no charge to a person with a prescription. Later this spring, pharmacists will be able to prescribe contraceptives as part of a BC plan to expand pharmacists' scope of practice. BC Pharmacare will cover the full cost of more than 60 commonly used birth control methods. People generally pay up to $25 a month for hormonal pills or up to $300 a year. Hormone injections can cost as much as $180 per year, and longer-lasting IUDs anywhere from $75 to $500. The government of BC states that universal coverage of prescription contraceptive will allow people face fewer obstacles in taking charge of their reproductive health. Staying in British Columbia, the province is expanding its training programs for automotive technicians, millwrights, and welders in the Vancouver Lower Mainland. ACE Trades and Technical Institute, ATTI, is receiving more than $560,000 to deliver the training program. Participants will receive 10 weeks of essential employment and technical skills training, four weeks of work experience with local employers, and one week of follow-up support to prepare participants for work. 
The first intake of full-time in-class training starts today, April 3rd. The second intake will begin July 4th and third intake on October 16th. Anyone interested in finding out more about this or other projects can contact their local WorkBC center. The Ontario government is increasing the minimum wage from $15.50 to $16.55 an hour on October 1, 2023. A worker making the general minimum wage and working 40 hours per week will see an annual pay increase of nearly $2,200. The move will affect 942,000 workers, according to the government. This increase is tied to the Ontario Consumer Price Index for this year. The government says the new rate will be one of the highest in the provinces. However, on April 1st, Yukon minimum wage employees got a bump in paychecks from $15.70 to $16.77 per hour. Quebec's new legislation seeks to set minimum working age at 14. Unlike other provinces, Quebec currently has no minimum working age. Under Bill 19, kids aged 11, 12 or 13 years old will not be allowed to work, with a few exceptions such as delivering newspapers, babysitting and being an assistant monitor. There would also be limits on the amount of time kids can work. During the school year, employees between the ages of 14 and 16 will be capped at 17 hours a week, including weekends. From Monday to Friday, they can work a maximum of 10 hours. If adopted into law, the limit on hours worked would come into effect on September 1st, but wouldn't apply during holidays or spring break. While some raised concerns about limits as the province deals with a labor shortage, the province's labor minister said the impact would be marginal. He also stressed that solutions to the labor shortage don't rely on youngsters being in the workforce. Alberta's government is adding $128 million to their budget for emergency medical services. The province will be hiring more staff, putting more ambulances on the road, and strengthening mental health supports for frontline workers. The funding increase will add EMS crews to staff 10 more ambulances in Edmonton, 10 in Calgary, one in Lethbridge, and one in Red Deer during peak hours this year. Frontline staff have asked for more supports to create better work environments. The new budget aims to improve scheduling practices to allow for more breaks, more flexibility in the length of shifts, and opportunities to take time off, in addition to providing more training and development opportunities. Nearly one million will go towards boosting mental health supports for EMS staff across the province. A $3 million investment will address paramedic fatigue in rural communities by adjusting work hours and shift schedules as part of the EMS Hours of Work initiative. April is Sikh Heritage Month in Canada. In the last century, the Sikh community made immense contributions to the Canada's social, economic, political and cultural fabric. 
according to the Government of Canada, with more than 500,000 members of the Sikh community, Canada is home to one of the largest Sikh diasporas in the world. The values of equality, humility, generosity and compassion are core principles of Sikhism. Many cities and communities are hosting celebrations. It is a good opportunity for employers to celebrate and raise awareness of the Sikh culture among employees throughout April and beyond. In the global news, Ernst & Young's study reveals that 86% of U.S. employees believe empathetic leadership boosts morale, while 87% of respondents say empathy is essential to fostering an inclusive environment. As many employees face downsiding, restructuring, and a looming global recession, most say that empathetic leadership is a desired attribute but they feel it can be disingenuous when not paired with action. The study of more than 1,000 people employed in the U.S. examines how empathy affects leaders, employees, and operations in the workplace. Half of employees currently believe their company's efforts to be empathetic toward employees are dishonest, and employees report a lack of follow-through when it comes to company promises. While leaders may experience lower turnover now compared to the Great Resignation, a resurgence is brewing. Failing to feel a sense of belonging at work or connection with co-workers is a growing reason why employees quit their jobs. About half left a previous job because they didn't feel like they belonged. And 42% of employees now say they left a previous job because they had a difficulty connecting with colleagues. Many economists expect a soft landing from the looming recession, and with it may come turnover, particularly if employees already feel disconnected from their employer or from each other. And this was Canada HR News on April 3, 2023. Please leave us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcast. You can also find us in Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other platforms. For more information on the topics discussed today, see the episode description and connect with us on Twitter at CADHRNews or LinkedIn at Canada HR News Podcast.